I just heard this song in my head, and then I went to my <laughs> Pro Tools and just it all came out like a whirlwind out of the tip of my wings. And now we have the greatest song ever made by Jake and Esso. <laughs> yeah. We just saw the movie Sleepwalkers. So bad. One of Stephen King's worst movies and books, I assume. But really funny. No, actually, it's kind of a beloved book. Oh, the book. oh, oh she. Well, either way, <laughs> the greatest part of that movie was the end credits where this song comes on. <laughs> and now I will listen to this song ad nauseum oh, for the next probably 48 to 36 hours which means i will too hence starting the show with it (laughs) go see sleepwalkers till the end you won't be disappointed all right can we subtle fade smells please (laughs) you gotta give the song the respect it deserves for god's sakes he calls me smells just in case you were wondering let's leave that on in the background Probably get more listeners. To, I, I'm just a little concerned about the licensing issue here. I think we'll be fine. And it's probably pretty cool. I think she lives in a castle in Iceland or something. What? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. But I've actually heard that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Apparently she's... It does sound it, like that. It does sound like that. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I just imagine some sort of castle with rolling hills by a you know, hilly peak, a mountainous peak with <laughs> yeah. waves crashing yeah. up against like, it. M- mountain dew and fog. Okay. Let's subtle, say goodbye subtle to fade. for now. Subtle fade, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, welcome to the Herald and Modcast. Uh, we've welcome. got a lot to cover because prepare to have your minds blown. Yeah, we're we're overrun with content right now, which is hey, it's a good problem to have. But uh, yeah, there's only two of us, and I'm I'm useless. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so it's, it makes things tough. Well, there's only two of us on this podcast. Uh, I will plug uh, a piece we have up by a new contributing writer. It's a, it's a deeper dive column, new column we're doing called Deeper Dive, and this week it's on Stranger Things 2. Uh, go to our blog on the hmcnetwork.com forward slash blog, and you can check it out. And uh, that is something we're going to be talking about, too. Can you stop? <laughs> I'm just trying to help, man. <laughs> Just trying to do my part for the show, you know? You always say I need to, you know, help out a little. Step it up, man, you know? This is independent broadcasting here. Uh, we're also going to cover Walking Dead, uh, episode 804. So, can we stop? Seriously, you have to stop. 804 episode. And a movie. And a movie, <laughs> three billboards. Three billboards outside Ooh. of Ebbing, Missouri. Cool, man. When a British guy tries to write for the Heartland, yeah. <laughs> you get a hot plate of shit. No, it's <laughs> it's not that much of a hot plate of shit. No, we'll talk about it. It's like it's, a lukewarm plate of shit. It's actually it's got like a ninety-eight mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes for whatever the fuck that's worth anymore. By the way, yeah, it means it's like the Source magazine and rap. Well, five you, mics. Benzino gets yeah. five mics <laughs> in the Source. Have you ever gone through? If you go through the actual list of critics that are on there and and like do vet the them. research to vet them For same like with imdb seconds. by the bay by the way by the bay by the bay by um, the because i that did you- that on imdb and it's all it's like german it's like overseas critics mm. and then it's a whole bunch of like just 
ding dong bloggers and stuff yeah. like that. It's not necessarily real critics. Well, that's the world we live in. Look at Yelp. Look at fucking Melp. Have you heard of Melp? <laughs> What's that for? It's just for criti- you know critiquing milks. You know, goat milk, <laughs> almond milk. That's actually not a bad idea. Breast milk. <laughs> soy milk. Uh, that's milk. not a bad idea. All right, so let's 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 start with Walking Dead. Uh, we talk dead. We do talk dead. We uh, still do. Yeah, and I actually mm-hmm. liked this episode. Yeah, I did. I, this episode was pretty cool. I got to say, it starts off in the right place where. Uh, What's his name's got Rick dead to rights, point blank. And here I thought they were going to do a whole episode. Gonzalez, Gonzalez's or Morales's. I thought they were going to cut to like an hour episode where Morales goes. Wait, that to- was the other episode. That was eight oh three. Oh, it was. Yeah, oh, eight oh three monsters was well, Gonzalez. I, I just wanted to say that I'm really happy they just put a bullet in the back of that guy's head and just ended it. Yeah, because I could have seen that. Yeah, Daryl just goes up and kills him, which is sort of a. Disservice to the actor waiting seven years to get shot in the back of the head for five minutes. He had on stay on uh, screen. Yeah, but I also appreciate the fact that it do like an hour flashback of his journey to the saviors because yeah. I could have seen it doing that. And they're just like, let's do a and then he wipe away the right, flashback, right. bang, bullet to the fucking head. No, Forget that. Moving that along. Too. Yeah, I, I I just wanted to say that even though it's from last week. But fuck you guys. Who cares? <laughs> well, with this episode, it's all about. The kingdom folk. We're following them. The kingdom folk. And they are, you know, at the end of ep- the monsters episode. I don't, I'm I'm not sure we even covered that. I don't know so what's going we can on. talk about that, but. No idea. It's uh, the end of that episode. They're storming the Storm compound that has all the guns. And Carol's like, we should go in. And she goes in and. We see that they jump on top of Ezekiel because well, they open up with the fifty cal. They show it, man, because the bodies that lay are let are laid waste are just torn to fucking bits. It's pretty interesting because accurate sort of exit wounds with that type of caliber firearm, a machine gun fifty cal, just eats your body. Well, and so that was the end of Monsters, where they all dive on him, and then at the opening of this, we see that he's under a pile of. Dead, dead bodies, yeah. his own people. Who are basically all dead. They're all dead, yeah, and soon to be undead. And yeah. he's shot also. His legs fucked up, Ezekiel. Yeah. Excuse you. I don't think that made it onto the tape. <laughs> Probably did. It's yeah. Landon's discretion. Yeah. Shout out Landon. Shout out Landon. Uh, yeah, he's messed up. And he's now being mm-hmm. chased by walkers, and he can't move very well, fast. Well, it's sad because it's all his people are now turning into walkers. Like that blonde, that strawberry guy, blonde dude was that like was his right hand man. Right, yeah. yeah, commanding people. And uh, they do a little scene where they all get into a happy, funky little bunch and all take hands and say, yeah. For the kingdom, we'll all survive. Yeah. Not a life was lost that day until we made a great calculation yeah. error. And got shot to pieces. Well, they knew they were coming too, because at the it, in the monsters episode, they said the, the one guy, guy they away. were chasing, he yes. was able to get to them on the walkie-talkie, yes. and so they knew they were coming. And then they yes. were like, "That's okay, we will go anyways." And and that was stupid because they Carol don't... was kept being like, "No, dude." I know you should listen to Carol. Carol's usually right on the money. So's Rick. They don't listen so to Rick, Rick and Carol, nah. and then they give them shit. 
And then they're the ones who like save the day, you know? Yeah, here I go having to clean up your fucking messes. Yeah. Had you not listened to me. Yeah, they've sort of grown the most on the show as from day one to yep. now, you know, they've really sort of got their priority straight. Hopefully Rick doesn't start picking up phone calls from the other side. Uh, oh, God. I know. That's yet to. Baby daddy dumb shit. But uh, so Ezekiel's shot. They had the the guns that they were trying to capture, and they used them against his people. Way to go. Yeah. Talk about a fucking cock up. Yeah. And uh, he gets up. He's shot. He's moving around. He's trying to survive. It looks sort of like the end of the road for him. But you don't know it's going to be that. And one of the guys was still alive. One of his little buddies. The oh, Indian yeah. guy. And then he is Not promptly shot. Yeah. But then this guy that looks like Jeffrey Dahmer. Who's actually a f- has sort of half friend. My buddy Whitmer Thomas. He's a comic. Oh, he plays the Dahmer he guy? He plays the Dahmer he guy. he was trending. Well, because I saw <laughs> his name in the in the cast when we were watching. I'm like, wait, Whitmer Thomas. And I was like, Whitmer Thomas? Is it the, it must be the same Whitmer Thomas. There's not a lot of Whitmer Thomases. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, it was him. He did a really good job yeah, in that small part. And he got a fucking wicked, a badass death. Oh, so that cool. was one of the best deaths. I've I mean, seen that's in a, like long a time. badge of honor to say that he got you that. You got brutally murdered on Walking Dead. It's great for we'll the resume. We'll get to that. Great for the resume. But uh, he basically captures Ezekiel and he wants to bring him back mm-hmm. to Negan. Why? Oh, he wants to bring him to the compound. To the compound. For, I don't know why he wants to do that. I think because he said something. Remember he said something about like Negan wanted to... Tie you to the fence or something. He was trying to like oh. win favor with the saviors because he's trying to like Negan wants Maggie, Rick, and Ezekiel all tied to the fence. That's right. kind of like his thing. Yeah. Again, once again, could have solved all of this if he just shot Negan in the head when he was standing on that. Like, yeah. Leg. And the Dahmer guy might would still be alive if he would have just killed Ezekiel outright. Yeah. Because he has this fucking crippled Ezekiel that he's going to walk back to the Savior's compound. Which in, yeah, it was super James Bond. Kind James of Bond. killing villain. Like, oh, yeah. Killing He's bot. like, I could kill you yeah. now. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> but instead, we're going to go for a long walk. A slow, <laughs> painful walk all the way back where anything could happen in that time. I could just kill you and escape easily, but yeah. I'm going to help my this crippled companion <laughs> all the way to the Savior's compound. Yeah. Great idea. Well, and just when we think that... Uh, because Ezekiel gets the better of him a couple times and kind of sort of, yeah. and then he's down and he's like, well, I'll take your head back. Then Jerry shows up, say Jerry's alive and he shows up with a freaking axe with his axe. Jerry's axe. Yeah. We haven't really get seen him wield it so far. Well, he does. He does. And he literally splits the guy in half. Yeah. And they show it sort of from behind the cameras behind him. So as he splits down the middle, you see Ezekiel's yep. reaction. It's a pretty cool shot. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it was a pretty cool death. And it was some good, uh, you know, stage time, air time for Whitmer, man. Like, yeah. he sort of opens up the whole episode. Great part, yeah. Yeah, it was a fucking great job, too. Um, and then uh, what's what I didn't like about this sequence is then they have to go get their – the walkers are, as uh, Ezekiel says, are almost upon us. Mm-hmm. He's Shakespearean. Yeah, and uh, he sort of goes in and out of that. He goes in and he out. He kind of goes to like bl- uh, fucking like hood hood shit. Like, man, I ain't doing this no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Dahmer guy, your buddy, give basically sort of says, "Who are you? You're nothing. You're yeah. just a guy." And then he starts to have these feelings of, "You're right. I'm nothing." You yes. Know? Yeah. I'm not your king. 
Yeah, he had that whole sort of he's and we see he's struggling with his identity. Yeah, so Jerry saves him, and then they're trying to make their getaway, and then oh dang, they have to get through the chain link fence. Yeah, (laughs) shit. What do we do now? Uh, the axe, Jerry's axe. axe. The axe is just not strong enough. It doesn't like pop a a lock. lock. I know he just split a guy in half, a but he can't pop half. a lock. This even the lock. I understand not being able to like cut through chain, but, but the I feel lock, the lock was a pretty dinky lock too. You can do that too. with those big scissors. We've the seen bolt cutters. Do it in the Y. Well, yeah, the bolt <laughs> cutters. I mean, they're designed for that. But yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, still. I feel like he could have popped that lock. I mean, he was given it too. He probably hit the thing fucking six, seven, eight times. I know. And then, of course, he tries to, like, wedge the axe into the chain. Yeah, and then he breaks it. Because the handle is wood. Why would you think? (laughs) (laughs) And so now Jerry has an axe handle. (laughs) Ezekiel has his little cane knife. But he has to use it to walk. Right. But he has he has the the cane part for walking right. and the knife, so he's oh, yeah, hobbled. Right. And I gotta say, when they do a sort of two shot on Jerry and Ezekiel, and they're both sort of like sweaty and bloody, and it really it was really kind of cool. Remind me of like a panel from the comic because there's a lot mm. of those where there's sort of walkers in the foreground, then the two characters are sort of center, yeah. and they have their weapons and they're bloody and they're breathing, and it it kind of felt like they definitely referenced comic, um, like just some of the cool. Uh, panels from the comic because mm. I like that was a cool shot actually I oh, was like cool. oh that's cool it's sort of like a little splash page moment reminded me of the comic mm. and so while this is happening Carol oh yeah simultaneously right oh we've, we know. yeah we left out the whole like cloak and dagger fucking golden eyed James Bond Carol I moment, know she where, is a good episode here yeah man because she's in yeah man it's fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like so cool, man. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's she's in the the building and she's trying to get to the guns, and then she's in some kitchen and she hears them moving, moving the guns. They like pack them up and getting ready to load them out, take them back to the savior compound, yeah. take out all those walkers, and. uh she says to like hide down. She's in the kitchen and they're about to walk through and you don't know if she's going to be caught. And then they're sort of, there's no one in there and they're walking through and they're just like, spray yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And she's up in the, in the roof, the ceiling. Yeah. And she shoots Go through. Carol. Yeah. And they all die all in one, this big one. Yeah. And then she has the guns and then someone of course heard the gunshots and now she's being chased down. You know, I'm going to go on record to say that I want her to be standing at the end and no one else. Like if it's Carol and Rick at the end, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm and good. And it won't be Rick, probably. Probably not. Like I, I could, Maybe. if Carol saves the world and it's just her, yeah. Yeah, I would not be mad at that. She is the best. Yeah, I would not be mad at that at all. Yeah. She's sort of like, after Glenn and, you know, Rick Daryl, Michonne, but she's sort of one of the most beloved characters for me. Oh, yeah. People would lose their minds. I mean, I, I feel like mm-hmm. she would equally get, they, people would equally be pissed if it were her or Daryl to go. Yeah. Be, at I, this point. I'd almost, I could probably deal with Daryl dying more than Carol, almost. Yeah, I don't know about the fans, the hard, hardcore Daryl fans. Oh, yeah, but, no. They would not. Um, uh, Carol, so she that. does that, and then she she has to sort of, like, take some more out. She ends up in the, like, outside courtyard, which reminded me of the prison. Yeah, it did kind of remind me of the yeah. prison, too. Yeah. And she's basically stalking these guys, and they're loading the truck, and she makes a critical error where she, says, she doesn't take her, check her six or her she's going this way and there's yeah. a whole car of guys like two or the three o'clock and it just sort of open up on her right and now she's pinned down behind a truck and outgunned 
and outmaneuvered. Yeah. And so she has to. Uh, but she pulls her Carol move. Her on little him. Carol yeah, tricks. She's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take you to where they are. Don't hurt me. It's just me by myself." And, and then she throws her pistol. Yeah. Like all I had was remember how I was shooting at you with like yeah. rifle rounds, <laughs> semi-automatic, <laughs> like dink dink, a little like thirty-eight special. They're like, "Okay, she checks out." <laughs> Guess that's. That's fine. <laughs> Can't really tell the difference. We all have guns and yet cannot tell the difference. Uh, but they go, one guy goes over and she gets him at knife point. And then, but she, at one point, she has to make, she sees Ezekiel and Jerry being about to be. Yeah, and she has to make a critical choice. It reminded me of a Telltale game, for God's sakes, for real. That's oh, what they yeah. do in the fucking Walking Dead Telltale games, where there's two two uh, preventable conflicts, right. and you have to choose one, but they both have dire consequences uh, to whatever one you do not choose, which well, is pretty funny. It was totally like a Telltale thing. Yeah, you're right. Like, save Jerry and Ezekiel, save the guns. Right. I think she did the right thing. We find out she did the right thing, but it, I don't think Carol would have made that choice a year ago. Or like, nah, you know, she would have stuck she to was the on mission. A, like, nope, stuck into. The, so she she makes the choice, which is good because it's like her humanity's coming back. Yeah. So she and well, you're not sure, and she goes over and you see it starts seeing the walkers drop, and you know Jerry and Ezekiel probably would not have made it out of there. They didn't really have enough weapons, and no, Ezekiel's they injured. Have. Yeah. yeah, but uh, so she gets the lock open. She just hits it with an axe. Yeah, pops open because <laughs> <laughs> Carol has the might of ten men. And the guys get away with the guns, but right. then we hear a motorcycle, <laughs> and we know it's Daryl and Rick are going after, and they're in high speed chase. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool because Carol's like, "Oh no, they didn't get away." Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so Ezekiel and Jerry are saved for now. Right. And Daryl and Rick are on the make, on the How take, do they have on all the, the move. Gas and stuff for I don't all these know. vehicles at it's this Better point. not to question it. Okay. <laughs> better just to let it ride. Let it ride. <laughs> but they, they catch up with the guys and they do get them, although it's. It's, it's kind of go. a cool chase scene. Oh, it is a cool chase Because they set up the, one of the guns in the back of the Jeep. And so, the, you know, they're being shot at, right. which in reality, they'd probably just get shot. Right. Dead. I know. Automatic they mowing them down. Machine yeah. gun just spraying from side to side. Wouldn't be a lot of opportunity to live in right. that instance. And yet, you know, Rick does the jump from one car to the other and stabs the guy in the gut and right. crashes the car and the guns are saved and everybody comes over. Happy Christmas. But then the saddest thing, I think, of the entire series. So far, yeah. Besides I mean, Glenn. Glenn, Glenn yeah. yeah. Is that shiva shows up finally we don't know where she is yeah it was kind of weird she could just show up now like where were you yeah. when ezekiel was pinned under a bunch of dead people where were you when jeffrey Dahmer got him where were you and then where was she when at the king at the hilltop and then she shows up right when carl's about to have his head bashed eaten. in yeah, yeah. i mean beaten, it's you know yeah. best yeah. not to question it best not to question <laughs> it tigers have wings we yep. all know that tigers can fly but she's trying to say she saves well, and we finally see the source of those like melted walkers. Yeah. Because there's like a sewage toxic waste runoff and that's where they kind of get pinned in. Right. Because Ezekiel can't move so great. And, uh, you know, there's these... <laughs> that sounded like Zoolander. Because <laughs> I can't, well, we can't turn left so good. <laughs> the Zoolander school for kids who can't read so good. Can't read so good in other things. <laughs> Is this a school for ants? <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, 
And so they're trying to get away from yeah. these toxic. Yeah, Ezekiel's like, just get the fuck out of here, man. I yeah. ain't no king to nobody no more. I know, he starts He going starts going, that. yeah, this is like yeah. past life. Yeah, and then Jerry's like, no, I need this. You gotta be my king, man. Yeah. And then sure enough, who should come in but Shiva. Yeah. And uh, it, it doesn't end distracts well. them long enough for them to get away by being eaten. Aww. I know. It made me really upset. I mean, yeah, it, that, that's what happens in the comic. I know. He does get and eaten. you told me that, and I knew it was going to happen, but it's still, well, did you have to do that? Well, I feel like her death could have been used at a different time, a more meaningful time. It wasn't I mean, very meaningful. I mean, they needed to get away. But again, those walkers are like half decomposed yeah, anyway. Like she could have like fought them off. Yeah, it's a giant fucking tiger. She just swipe him and bite him and jump and she tigers. She do that with people that are not Yeah, able-bodied kind of people. Yeah. yeah, I felt that as a bit of a stretch. She just sort of gets surrounded and then they all just move in on her. She's just yeah. like, "Oh shit." Yeah. But tigers are so agile. They I know. Jump and I feel, climb. I, I she know. could climb up a tree and get yeah. away. I mean, a tiger's instinct is not to just lie down and be eaten. No. It's a powerful animal, a hunter, a predator. Yeah. It wouldn't just be like, shit. It's not like gazelle. You know, it would have jumped and. It could have leaped over. Yeah. yeah or just a lot. like pounced on a couple and yeah. then climbed up. But I mean, if it got bitten, we'd have a zombie tiger. I don't know how that worked. Or it would just die from infection or something. But uh, yeah, that was a stretch. But there's a lot of stretch. They've they've hit a point where everything's a stretch now. It's more of stretching than they had than they did in pro- well. They've always stretched, but I mean, it's a no way more. Show. I mean, yeah. they set the tone in the beginning of the season with not killing Negan when they had a clear shot, which was like okay. Well, I mean, and honestly, and I've said this before, it kind of lost me. Just well, when Glenn died, it lost me. I just like that thing, like, shoot the glass. Negan doesn't wear shoes. Everybody knows that. <laughs> it's the only way to get him. We've been, we put this plan together for months. <laughs> so we all have guns and endless ammunition. Going to aim yeah. for those windows. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it is. And I so can't yeah. get past that. They could have sprayed that whole group of them up just there. instantly. Dwight's collateral damage. And Eugene's collateral <laughs> yeah. damage. And that's the end of it. Yep. You know, and then they storm the thing. Rocket Mason Modula, no cap. Um, so what else happened? I mean, that's kind of, oh, well, they returned to the kingdom, just the three of them and yes. the people who were there are like, Ugh. yeah, and Rick and Dingus, uh, Daryl get the guns and I think that's where they leave off. Yeah. Like, they it leave just sort off. Of ends well, they go the... to see if one of those guys is still alive that crashed in the truck. Oh yeah. The yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, but they do these montages of like the leaving the the kingdom for this battle and you see their little kids saying goodbye to their parents yeah. and then you see the kids sad their parents haven't come when back when they get so. back like Ezekiel where's my papa yeah. like, where's little puppy <laughs> yeah so a lot of people die in this episode only one that we really care about which is Shiva yeah I feel like they could have used that death in a more meaningful time I mean I didn't really buy that they couldn't escape those melting walkers either no even with him like they had to sort of climb up a small hill incline yeah and Jerry got him over that the walkers weren't going to climb over that it's all like loose dirt and leaves and they're falling apart from the toxic waste to me know. it felt like they are they needed a moment yeah, they were due for a moment, yeah. Due for a moment. Of like, oh, oh audience moment. Yeah. 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 yeah, so. Next week, I think it's Gabriel and Negan in a trailer. <sighs> I don't even care. Well, Gabriel has Negan a fucking anymore. assault rifle 
and they show a clip of Negan just like punching him and taking it. Yeah. It's like, dude, shoot him. Shoot him in his face. Yeah. You have the gun. It's just the two of you in there. I know. Negan has his stupid bat or maybe not even. Yeah. You get gun. Shoot him right there. Boom. Dead. It's like Austin Powers. Dad, I got a gun in my room. I'll go get it. We'll go kill him. The two of I us. I know. So I don't know where they're going with that. And I mean, obviously it looks like there's more battle stuff and they're going to drag this out, this whole battle and which is battle. You know, battle well, I just again, sexes. not to harp on this, but I'm going to. If they could have done something different in the first episode so that it would make more sense for them to not be able to get to Negan yet. Like, why'd they have to start with him giving a monologue for 10 minutes with them not shooting him? Like, I don't know. They could have done something Negan. different. I know, but they could have done something different. They wanted another standoff. It would have been better to not do the standoff with him and Rick till later. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I think their thing is like, we need more Rick Negan moments. Got to have those moments. This is why people tune in to the dang show. Oh, people aren't tuning in like they used to. Well, the Robert Kirkman has dropping. his new show where he's like, I'm going to sidestep yeah. this. And now I'm like comic book historian. It's actually a cool show. It is. I was expecting it to be just fucking fluff pieces no, about how cool everybody is. But it was actually like pretty revealing uh, documentary style. Yeah. I was impressed. They didn't the pull first punches. Was on Stan Lee. And Jack Kirby. Yeah. And how Stan Lee's kind of a fucker. Yep. Kind of a historically kind of a fucker. Yep. Definitely sort of uh, pushed people out and didn't get them the compensation they deserved, whether it's like, you know, like heritage compensation. Like yeah. everybody knows Stan Lee and he's every single movie. And like comic fans know Jack Kirby. Who Be- is the illustrator of all of the All of the shit, yeah. And so actually came up with concepts. Yes. And when he left and he can't really write. And so Stan Lee was the writer and he was, you know, the storyteller, but... The two of them, like, you guys are fucking partners. Yeah. But he got, like, dumped on by the media. Because remember they said he looked, it's sort of like the Nixon-Kennedy thing where, like, Stan Lee's the playboy guy and Jack Kirby's, like, the little troll yeah. at the desk. In yeah. The, in the, oh, yeah. He got remember? They made fun of his, him like, dark circles. Yeah. yeah. They really let him have it, which is, like, why? Like, who uh, is yeah. that organ? Was that arranged to, like, you know, smear his image? And so make thus making Stan Lee cooler? Well, and to put it in perspective, I mean, think about... I don't know what Stan Lee got for the purchase to Disney of Marvel, but I can only imagine like a billion, it's a billion something. Two billion, right? Who knows? Kirby got and his estate got nothing. Yes, yeah, that's none of just that money. Absolutely, he just got a paycheck horrible. for when he was doing the work way back. Unbelievable. He never got a piece of this entire empire that rightfully was his. He wouldn't have gotten none of this. Would be like it, no. Nowadays, it would have been yeah. You know the look of all these characters. Yeah. How do you dismiss that and be like, well, it was really Stan who did it? Like, yeah. Well, it's not. It's, it's like the Bob Finger and Bo- uh, Bill Finger and Bob Kane thing where it's like, yeah, Bob Kane came up with Batman, mm. but Bill Finger came up with the Joker and the Batmobile and like all yeah, these characters. Yeah, you can't and, have that with And the, nobody yeah. knows Bill Finger. Everyone's just like, Bob That's Kane, true. creator nobody of Batman. Nobody does. Yeah, you're no, right. No, it's, it's Bill Finger created the look of Batman. Yep. Bob Kane made the original Batman where with like the purple gloves and the sort of weird cowl and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And Bob Bill Finger is the one that like completely like reimagined the Batman yeah. universe for God's sakes. Like, you know, and so this happens in a lot. Although there's one silver lining. They showed a clip of uh Stan Lee saying, you know, my real name is Stan Lieber, but I'm say I'm I'm going to write the great American novel and I don't feel like I should use my real name for such like you know, comic books like yeah, that. Yeah. And uh 
He never did write that he novel. Never did no. So well, I'm sure that's he funny. Care. Well, maybe not. Maybe so though. Maybe it's like one of those rosebud things where it's like, yeah, I'm the greatest, you know, comic book icon, but yeah. I never wrote that novel. Never finished that's that novel. Thing. It's a total thing yeah, for successful I mean, people, man. Everybody. My, my dad, God yeah. rest his soul, who passed on New Year's Day. Uh, he was a great scholar, and he's a famous scholar, but he always wanted to write a, that great American novel, right. and he died never having and done never it. And never having done yeah. And I think that's for a lot of people. Like, There's always musicians and athletes who are like, yeah, I'm so successful as this, but I always wanted to be that. Yeah. And that they take that to the grave a lot of times if they don't get over it, even with all the success. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who's the other guy? There was another illustrator who also didn't get credit. Uh, Ditko? Yeah. Yeah, Steve Ditko. Um. It's a very interesting documentary. You can check it out on AMC. It's a series. It's Robert Kirkman's... It's continuing. Yeah, it's a, it's a episodic, it I don't it's know, Robert Kirkman bailing comment. on Walking Dead. I yeah. Think that's what it's called. <laughs> it's, and they're doing one on Wonder Woman this week. So, Wonder Woman. Uh, speaking of, the Justice League is out tomorrow. We're seeing it tonight. We're going to see it tonight. We will hold our tongue on any pre... Reviews. Yeah, it's responses. not hard now. I mean, there's a reason why I guess they were holding out the release of the critic reviews because it's sitting at a nice, comfortable 39%, is On it? On Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Yikes. I don't know if it's changed, but yeah, it it's the DC films, with the exception of obviously the Nolan and Wonder Woman, and Wonder Woman have not fared well with the critics. And um, no, and we've said just ju- justifiably for Suicide Squad, and then not as justifiably for uh, Dawn of Justice. Thirty nine percent. Yeah, see, that stinks. That is a stinker of a movie, and I'm sure it'll still make money. But people are even if, if it is financially successful, but they'll look be at like. This. The, it was at 100% want to see. It's now gone down to 98%. 2%. And that's wonder, a big difference. It's a big difference. I wonder how it's going to do at the box office. And we'll this will be a really interesting test to see how much juice Rotten Tomatoes has. Because mm-hmm. I still believe they're bullshit, frankly. Because there's many Yeah, it's getting things. worse. It's getting worse. There's The numbers of people that they have on there. And what you have to do to become a Rotten Tomatoes critic is, is pretty not th- that big slim. a deal. Right. And and so, I mean, we could be Rotten Tomatoes critics for Christ's sake. Whoa, really? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but I don't... Uh, so I reserve the right to my opinion until after I've seen it. Yeah, that's fair. In no sense, but yeah, no. you know what I mean. <laughs> You're all right. I get it. All right, so we've got a, actually another now playing review film review right now called Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's written and directed by Martin McDonough, who wrote and direct in Bruges. Wrote and direct. And Seven Psychopaths. Um, it stars... Um, well, in Bruges, you say it's a fucking brilliant movie. It is. It's one. It's, it's such a it cool was one film. of my favorites, and it's also starring probably one of my absolute favorite actors, who's the most underrated. I Brendan think, Gleeson. Is, well, him, but also Colin Farrell, who's Colin actually a freaking Gleason. brilliant actor. You know what? That that we that movie made me want to go to Bruges, and, and, then, we did. We did. and ah, then we did. And we went up that tower, that fucking and that tower, was, and with the fucking elephants. Right. Yeah, no man. Way if you're fat, you can walk no, up that tower. No, it was designed for like 1400s monks. Yep. The little like five foot nothing guys. Can barely get up it. No, it's quasophobic. Quasophobic. Right, so Francis McDormand stars in this alongside Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson and a bunch of other people. Caleb Landry Jones, who's been in a million things recently. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, that guy. Yeah, yeah. That guy. And that um, yeah. 
Oh, John Hawks. John Hawks. Oh, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Yeah, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage is in it as a randomly, but randomly. So the story is that Frances McDormand is a mother of a daughter who was raped and murdered, and it's been seven months since the police have done anything about it. Woody Harrelson's a police chief. Sam Rockwell is, a, is on the force. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, and she puts up these billboards yeah. that no, on a road that nobody drives down. No, but and in, they're old billboards. They're they haven't old. been used for years. The advertising guy didn't even know they were there. Right. Is that, that ugly kid. Caleb that, guy. Yeah, oh, that's him? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, they basically say, Chief Willoughby, what are you doing? You know, raped while dying. You know, yeah. it's kind of, you know, provocative stuff to yeah. get them to do something. And, right. Everyone in town is like, what the fuck? It's total dust up, yeah. Yeah, the police chief is pissed. They're all peace, and so it's it, pissed, and it's sort of this fight to... Like small town against fight. Fo- small town fight. Um, Rockwell's a racist cop, and yeah, they, dummy, they dullard. don't like, shy away from That's kind of cool anything. that they did it that way and kept it realistic. Yeah, they're definitely throwing out racial... And homophobic expletives, but in that casual way that, you know, small town people do. Well, I mean, I will say, though, I I do get tired of the way small town America gets portrayed because, first of all, and I know you were saying there's South Missouri, but I've worked with a lot of people in Missouri and I have never heard anyone with a southern accent in Missouri. And across the board, they all have like these weird southern accents. And it seems to be like the actor's default. If I'm playing in a hick town, I have a southern accent. And it. That bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it's like the whole Doc Hollywood thing, which is always criticized where, you know, yeah. it's small town hicks Everybody. and we're oh. all stupid and, hey, we'll have to do this. This is our town. This is our this, town. This is our small town. We keep it peaceful. We don't like no out-of-towners right. coming telling us how what to do in right. our town. And, and that's why... Half the country feels disenfranchised by Hollywood and the, the those and just, some, you know yeah. or like the way they portray them. So I found that to be a little obnoxious. But in addition to that, there are a lot of holes in the story. I mean, this is being pushed as a big Oscar contender. Yeah, and I got to say, the trailers make it a bit more fun than it yeah. than the movie turns out to be because the trailers, it's like fucking trading barbs it's kind of like right. a romp like what makes you think those billboards are gonna be good and you're like get fucked sheriff yeah you know it's like sort of quick quick witted and like you know like exchanging you know expletives and but everyone's sort of you know trying to figure out this murder and i felt right. like more of a sort of dramatic romp as opposed to like just sort of heavy this movie's pretty just heavy heavy it's heavy and well, that said Frances McDormand's great yeah, as awesome. always. Woody is fantastic. I think the the clear like standout performance in this is Sam Rockwell. Yeah, it really was. Who's I, I if you haven't seen any of his films like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, which was George Clooney's right. directorial debut, right? He's brilliant. He or Ninja really Turtles. Even, even and this is a crazy example, but in the first uh reboot of charlie's angels he plays the bad guy really and he's like fucking genius in that like, he's really good he's a great actor and oh, so yeah. it's worth 
seeing for his performance because he has the best arc for yeah sure. he's a, he's a dark character man yeah he's angry and violent and impulsive and racist and then he sort of comes around and oh and his mother's played by napoleon dynamite's grandmother grandma. which yeah. is kind of funny and kind also funny and random her son uh francis mcdormand's son's played by the kid from manchester um, by yeah, the sea and he's equally unremarkable equally unremarkable and in this sad role. um but yeah, it's there's a it's kind of violent. There's a lot of like it's violent. Violence. Yeah, oh, it's violent. Yeah, it doesn't um, pull punches. Sort of um, like drudges along. Drudges too. along, and I I don't know. I kind of wanted to be a bit more um, fun, a bit more fun in the dialogue and stuff. And some of it, some of the isms weren't didn't really seem right some yeah. of the like idioms of like whatever missouri i mean maybe it's because written, well, yeah, it written by a british guy by british guy trying to portray missouri and i don't think he got it right like i think uh, i don't know i yeah. think he got in bruges right because yeah. that's too like a irish guy a british two irish guy, guys two irish and british, guy, yeah. yeah and then ray fine's character is also british yeah and, uh, yeah so it was, it was that movie was sort of like really 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 cool dialogue yeah and it was it's so you sold it but this one I don't know. I was expecting sort of like Coen Brothers because they can do that where they can take a really dramatic movie yeah. or dramatic sort of atmosphere and they throw in this really punchy, yes. catchy dialogue that just sort of keeps you with the whole thing. And even in even in No Country and stuff, there's these funny moments. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's just like and really Fargo. And Fargo. The list goes on. And yeah. that's kind of what I thought. That's kind of how it was sold in the trailer. Whereas this is really not like no, that. No, it's, it's a not lot. the level of the Coen Brothers. You Sort it's of not dynamic enough. Be, yeah, that's what I thought. It's not I'm, at all. Maybe because Francis McDormand is starring in it. Right. And just the trailers they show, like, no, nah, you stupid bitch, nothing's ended at all. You're going to suck my butt till the fucking cows come home. Like when she's driving by the the, the people doing the newscaster and yeah, stuff. And yeah, like that was yeah. a big line in the in the trailer where you're like, oh, she's like funny and she doesn't take shit and she's, yeah. you know, and she's just kind of a hard ass and that kind of thing. And she is those, she is, is those things. She's good. And she's good. I don't know the movie just the tone of the movie never I don't know just stayed dark and it sort of dark all the way through and, and there's random stuff I mean we like don't want to give away too much but yeah. there's an actor who we know yeah who uh, we know uh, pretty well is in this movie who was actually in Boys Don't Cry he plays one of the bad the one rapists. of the rapists yeah and then he, he comes back and is he's a, a rapist. basically a yeah, rapist in this a rapist. movie yeah and uh he, but there's this random scene where he comes into a gift shop. Her gift where, shop. Where she works in a gift shop, and it's like, why? We, that was never explained. Well, she's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "Maybe a friend of the sheriff's," because this is something happens to Woody Harrelson. He's yeah. the sheriff, and then she's like, "Maybe I'm a, maybe I just don't like your billboards," and he like smashes a and a little tchotchke yeah. and she's like you owe me money he's like maybe I'll have to get it to me next time and then just like nothing until the yeah. end of the movie where he reemerges as potentially maybe and a we don't know. person of interest yeah. and then it's just not and then, it's, then it turns out not to be and so they sort of lead you on a little with like a sort of red herring thing and then it then they continue. And the red herring was bizarre the way it's discovered because he's yeah. going to be in a bar. But then it's also in Woody Harrelson's letter like, I'm sure this will be solved five years from now yeah, when some yeah. idiot in a prison cell or in a bar is bragging about it. Right. And, and then sure enough, that sort of happens, but it doesn't, but it doesn't really happen. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, I don't know. It's not a, it's a good movie. But it's a good movie. It's entertaining. And uh, a good, act, not, good, great performance. I feel like the performances are probably the best part. They're far better than the film itself. I guess I, guess yeah. I wanted something from some different from the story. I kind of wanted to see Frances McDormand like capping on people, where this is more <laughs> just like she sort of just 
trudging along and you know she does some extreme shit too burning down the building and you know it's i don't know well it didn't really feel and i think you nailed it with what you were saying about the coen brothers analogy because i I don't think it knew what it wanted to be it it didn't know whether it wanted to be a dark comedy or a drama serious drama and they in the backdrop of missouri this guy wasn't able to to sort that out because it was too no there's too many distractions of trying to capture small town america that he didn't do right and there's super like violent uh, moments and like heavy violence and like disturbing unquote imagery yeah. and stuff but it never came back around to the for vibe that i got from the trailer and i saw the trailer again after we saw the movie and i'm like that's not the movie i right. saw like and if someone sees that trailer and then go sees this movie they'll be like well i guess those are the same characters yeah. and it's the same play but that's not the tone like they need to do a dramatic cut of a trailer to show people what this is really like for two hours you know well they they're clearly they're trying to get butts in the seats yeah but it's, it's sort of dishonest it's not yeah. as funny punchy you know as you know some of these other even like oh brother and stuff it's so funny oh and then there's i like, mean that was genius yeah o brother's genius oh brother's genius and there's like you know what's his baby face nelson the ku klux klan yeah. and, you know so there's like some dark stuff in there right but it's all you know you leave that film being like oh that's a feel-good movie even though there's some really do. dark shit, you know? Well, and also, it's the fucking Odyssey. Yeah, they exactly. They made that, you know, yeah. I mean, that's one, to me, that's one of the most genius films ever made. It still is. And yeah. the soundtrack's like the best-selling movie soundtrack of all time. Yeah. Of all time. Awesome. I know, it's fucking so cool. But they captured small town at the, in that Rural. area. They, they do that every time, that. though. They like are with able True to Grit. capture, yeah. True Grit, the dialogue in True Grit is so fucking authentic sounding. And it's not condescending. No. The, this film is a bit condescending. It's a bit condescending. It's a bit to, preachy. To, yeah. You know, and then not to lighten it up a little. Yeah. And then just have it be sort of preachy and dark, but not all the way dark. Yeah. But then advertise it as sort of like a dark comedy romp which right. i kind of would have appreciated more, more yeah just seeing it because we went and saw it in theaters because i really thought like wow this is gonna be something different it's gonna be something I know, sort of I like, was... like you know when the, you go see a coin even like inside lewin davis like it's really like heavy themes and you know it's sort of a depressing God, film a but film, it's though. such a great film yeah you know and there is also again f- sort of twist like dark funny moments and i just it, i think it boils down to the the script you know? It does. It always does. It always boils down to the writing. And again, with the Rotten Tomatoes, I mean, we saw that it was scoring really high. And we're like, oh, well, now I want to see that. And that's the thing. You gotta, you can't take Rotten Tomatoes that, like, value, that seriously. No. You got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, I like this movie, but this is a movie I could have saw on Amazon, you know, rental. You know, the fact that we went out to a theater to see it. I feel like I was a little misled. Yeah, you don't need to do that. Not really. I don't think so. I mean, you've seen movies like this. This is, you know, it's definitely a bit more violent and a bit more language than your average sort of who done it sort of drama. Right. But outside of that, it's not as original or as sort of unique, you know, as um as it's being portrayed. Right. I'll tell you what I want to see which I'm hopeful for is Alexander Payne's new film Downsizing. Yeah, that Matt could Damon. be good. That uh is coming out around Christmas time. And that, I mean, I am a big fan of his. If you, you know, he did the Descendants. Nebraska. Sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Election. 
election. He goes back fucking long way now, man. And he's another one who I think is able to capture a unique voice. Yeah. yeah, but also the you know think about the way he captured sort of the characters and the descendants in Hawaii, the way he captured Hawaii and like, like the sort of white settlers of Hawaii like their whole yeah. dynamic and their family dynamic and then how he captured like rural Nebraska, Nebraska. yeah and did it seemingly to a, a someone who doesn't know better like me seemed pretty authentic again not condescending not condescending but, actually quite the opposite and and same with about Schmidt I mean and it is there's these elements of the absurd in the characters but it's right. not it's again it's, it's not in a condescending way no it's pretty grounded so uh, that one will most likely review as well as sadly but necessarily Jedi yeah yeah we're gonna wait a week and not see it on the open <laughs> I think we'll see it on Christmas just because you're not getting our $22 uh, in your opening weekend, because that's our way of protesting. <laughs> Disney. The, and Disney and you. the fucking, like, they barred the LA Times and shit. And then they I removed know. it. They changed their, their stance because of the uh, fucking social media pushback. Oh, really? They did, yes. They changed. They switched sides because they're like, oh, shit, that is pretty tyrannical. Yep. You know, it's a newspaper. They report news. And, yeah. Well, if your newspaper from this column is going to say that about us, then your entertainment column can no longer. Ugh. You know, it's like, wow, you guys are fucked up. Yep. Well, I'm glad there was a pushback. I did not hear that that they changed. Yeah. That, apparently, so. I mean, I read that recently. That's I think good. it's true. Uh, I would give three billboards probably a seven and a half for performances. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I just wasn't like blown away by it. Yeah. Wow. That's just one man's opinion. I agree. So Stranger Things 2. Season 2, that is. Season 2. Uh, we we take off where we about a year later. Yeah, it's a year, full year later in the Stranger Things world. And it seems like we've got a bit of a momentary return to normalcy. Yeah, they've been... Will Byers is back and they're having... Fun reindeer games. He did cough up a slug, though. At the very end of the first season. Yeah. And we don't know what happened to that slug until this season. Yep. They figure it out. Pretty cool, I guess. We don't know where Eleven is yet. Uh, the Actually, the very first episode is that weird episode with uh, the what number eight. We yeah, there's a number sister. eight. Yeah, really cool. Indian girl east indian mindy kaling yeah she looks like mindy kaling she does and uh there she's part of a heist and she's got a different kind of superpower she can make people see things illusions yes and uh that plays pretty big into the story derp yeah not very significantly derp derp (laughs) but what they do i mean this episode this season is different in that they kind of pull a Walking Dead where the characters all go off on their own storylines. Yeah. I've, I said this. It sort of feels like... I mean, I, I liked it. I liked it. But it sort of feels like the True Detective season one versus season two That's a great thing analogy. happening yeah. here where the first season was clearly someone's baby. Yeah. It was one guy's baby. That two he guys would, in this case. In this the case, Duffer two guys. Brothers. Right. And they got to put all of the tender love and care into it and really craft it and then it becomes this uh, resounding success yeah uh you know sort of standalone no one could have predicted it really and then they have to rush to market with the season two 
and I think the product is affected. They did the rush quality. to market because it literally came out just about a year after. Unbelievable. And think about what we wait, how much time yeah. we wait for things now. They, the turnaround. This is a whole season. And it suffers for it. Yeah. It duffers for it. <laughs> the, I mean, there's so Joyce is kind of known as back being kooky and she's worried about Will because... Well, because Will has that vision in the first episode of like the giant monster. Yeah, he's kind of having these returns to the upside down where he's yeah. almost having like a seizure and he's there, right. he's yeah. in there. And he sees this, what he calls a shadow monster, which is kind of this big spider-like spider, thing. Spider, pointy, no, no eyes, no face, no but, real like, just, you know details to the body but when we see it later it looks like the queen alien yeah by the end of it it looks more like the queen and there's a lot of we'll call them nods but they're see in the first season there were nods. there were not this season there's ripoffs there's ripoffs and yeah. like shit you clearly identify as a different moment in a different movie or tv yeah. show and it was charming the first time but i feel like with the pressure to produce fucking they start painting by numbers yeah, and a it little just, bit. It loses its charm a little bit, and you start seeing things replay over and in just a slightly very a slight variation of what is the same thing. Like with Joy, with Winona Ryder's character, they have to give her something to like obsess over, like something she has to solve. And in this, yeah. in this, in this episode or fucking season, it's it's uh, Will's drawings. And then Will, and then yeah. the f- creating the map, and now but she- she's got a boyfriend this season, Sean Astin. Right? Yeah, very significant. Who uh, is quickly, without saying spoiling anything, is quickly becoming the new Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean, Sean Astin. Sean Bean's passing the torch to yeah. Sean Astin. But uh, if you he's nerds great know what I mean. Yeah, he's it. great. He plays like Bob the Brain. He's like the guy that couldn't get her in high school, and now they're together, and he's yeah. fucking gained a lot of weight. He's big. He's really big. He's yeah. round, man. We saw him in Emerald Seattle, City, yeah. and he talked Clear about it. he can do like he does. He's done like Running Man or Iron Man, fucking you know marathons. Yeah, and then he'll gain it all back and shit. And he yeah, he talks about in, his weight. Actually, there's a uh, on our YouTube channel. There's a an interview with him talking about that yeah and so well you know it's not inconsequential to the story but he is quite a bit larger yeah and uh but we love sean astin yeah he's great he's great anything and he's in the goonies so it makes sense you know they cast these people you know paul riser was in aliens and there's some serious riser's in it he's like the new uh, hawkins lab dude but he's 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 a little softer edged matthew modine he's not as diabolical we think well joyce is is cooperating with him because she's concerned about what's going on with Will. So yeah, they're monitoring him. They're doing him. tests on him. They go there willingly by their own accord. You know, he's not being captured. They're still looking for Eleven, though. Now they introduce a new character of like a private journalist detective guy. Oh, pr- right. Who, who's on who's the case. On some of case. Barb trying to find out right. what happened with Barb. And, and then the Nancy yeah. is. And Steve are together, but yeah. she's so upset about Barb's death that she's starting to like lose it a little with Steve. And then she starts hanging out with Jonathan again. Yes, and that's like something, thing, I guess. And, and the boys have a new interest, which is a new character, a girl named Max, who is Mad Max, who's cool, man. Well, because she's the top scorer at Dragon Lair. No, no, it was uh, Dig Dug. Oh, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah, Dig Dug. 
Um, not that it matters, but there you have is the Dig Dug Machine. There's this new score, Mad Max, and it's uh, sexually ambiguous. Could be a guy, could be a girl. They don't know. And right. then there's this new girl named Maxine in school, and she's cool, and she rides a skateboard. And they're like, that could be Max. That could yeah. be Mad Max. And so they have a new girl in the group. And she's got a half-brother's a bully. Sort of like the 80s bully. Yep, and he's got a nice mullet. And <laughs> nice mullet, and he smokes cigarettes, and he doesn't do up his shirt all the way. And he <laughs> yeah, the character's kind of funny. Drives a Trans Am. Well, he was at Comic-Con, everywhere. so happy to be there. Yeah, and he's Australian, Yeah, and he's like short. And he has no yeah. mullet. He's not quite <laughs> as know. sexy a, a we person. We've seen that character, so now when we you see know, him, we're like, oh, that's him. Like, oh. They really did you up, man. Yeah, they sure did. But he's very good in it. He is good. Yeah, him and Steve, they're sort of back and forth. They're kind Steve's of the best one. Of the one. best actors yeah, man. in there. Yeah, and For of course, sure. Harbour, who plays Chief Hopper. And he, he's almost too good now. It's. I feel like this is sort of, yeah, I don't know, like, you know, b-sides or some shit well hopper's sequences with 11 because we find out he's hanging out with her in a cabin in the woods and protecting her and those yeah, are some protection. of really great that's some of the best Well, because 11 so fucking yeah good. she's so good she's a really he's good, so actor, good man. you know the, yeah. the two of them together also uh dustin you know befriends a little slug that well, he, he finds Dart. D'Artagnan because yeah. it likes nougat or some fucking thing. It likes <laughs> Three musketeers, know, musketeer right? bars, go to D'Artagnan, they call it Dart for short, and now we have what turns out to be a demigorgon. But they call it demi-dogs. Yeah, they really fucking they pounded like that dogs. one into our heads, too. I Whatever, know. like, fucking writer staff person was on that really wanted to pat themselves on the back for that <laughs> shit. Dustin wouldn't shut the fuck up about it. He kept saying Demi-dogs it. guy, and they explain it like demigorgon dogs demi dogs and they're like what about those demi things guys demi dogs yeah. like let's really let's stick with this demi dogs thing yeah. it's it's like it was so funny that, that how many times they had that in I the know. script it's like we get it yeah it's clever i guess but before it even gets to that stage That's where like we know what end. it is it's yeah. like this little i mean this to me like i don't know if you ever saw that film in the 90s called evolution with david Duchovny yeah. and julianne moore well the creature in it looks exactly like dart does at a small stage i right. mean literally exactly and it also creature. evolves like it right it sheds bigger, skin it sheds and it starts skin. getting a taste for meat starting to eat dustin's cat yeah it's it a little too big and can you not tell and the, the the attachment that dustin has to where he hides it from the group and stuff didn't really play realistically to no. me like where do you think that mysterious creature came from right he's like i did all this research on slugs and inebriates yeah. and it's a whole <laughs> new i want credit for this like dude it's a fucking from the other upside down yeah the, of course of course it is where do they find it again i can't remember he finds it in his garbage can oh yeah that's right because that's where it there ended up after will coughed it up yeah. into the sink odd well, it went through the sewer system and ended up at his house. In the garbage. Yeah. That's where sewers end up, in Dustin's garbage. There, it, there is a very awesome end sequence uh, mm-hmm. where all the demigod dogs are nice. in the lab and Will's in there because he's been brought in because it's got – the queen's got hive – Hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. So he, it's controlling Will and... Will can see. So Will is essentially like a vessel, a spy vessel. Yeah. Because it has taken over Will, Will's body. 
And they have to kind of keep knocking him out, but they're all in the lab. There's a bunch of them in the lab, and these demi dogs sort of break out of the out of the ground, the portal, the, the gate. Down, yeah, the there's, gate. there's another gate. gate. Yeah, and they come after, and that that's a cool scene where they're having to fight them. Although it totally reminded me of the scene in um, Godzilla, the one with matthew broderick when it's kind of like the, resident evil too where they're running yes. around the hospital and there's yeah. these demon dogs and they're eating people it's very similar you know yeah there's know definitely looks like, like other films yeah i mean there's that whole sequence where they send the soldiers down into the underground with the fucking it cameras on and paul riser's there yes. oh it's like god. oh my god like yeah okay i know you guys like 80s nods but i mean that's just aliens well you know? the funny thing is because when we were watching it we were waiting to see paul weiser get killed as justice for not for aliens yeah right it's like a nod yeah because literally they it almost completely ripped off that scene well they should have been like vasquez vasquez (laughs) oh the cameras and the cameras go down as they each die and it goes to static and shit it's just it's and there's they have fire and they have guns and they completely get fucking uh boonswoggled where they were you know completely outgunned and you know taken out one by one it's that was the scene from aliens you know, pretty yeah. much. And then literally Paul Reiser's there watching. So they clearly, <laughs> like, they did it on purpose, I'm sure, but, but, but it wasn't very subtle. No, it wasn't subtle at all. Again, the the first season was subtle, and it was odes, and they did it with their own voice. But this season felt like you were being banged over the head with... With it. And there was some writing stuff there. Do you remember the whole, like, vodka tonic thing? Where, like, you just water it oh, down. yeah, that, that was like, terrible. shitty metaphor. Yeah, like, what? And they were like, that's that's it. Of course. Yeah. Good thing you're drinking vodka and, and soda and it's too strong for you. That's I'm glad when... that was when it dawned on you. <laughs> like, getting drunk. And then they all get drunk and then they have sex. That's when Nancy and Jonathan are, are on the case. Yeah, they're meeting with this guy who's sort of a wacky... Conspiracy theorist yeah. and he was a journalist or he was something. Now he's a journalist and his character is just there for the vodka soda scene because it's very, very important. Yeah. Very <laughs> smart writing well at the end of the season it looks like you know the jig is up because it's gone to the press mm-hmm. about what really happened like with partly the bar. partly yeah partly because that's what they came remember you had to water it down that's so it's not right. the full truth it's just water enough it truth that the people can handle and are willing to believe water it down like the vodka just like this vodka that's too strong yeah i mean through uh, the first few episodes we were watching it thinking this huh. isn't as good huh. well after the first one then you watch the second because we watch them in threes i don't like binge watching a whole thing yeah i think it loses it, 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 you lose a little i agree you're watching like seven episodes at once i don't know yeah i kind of like to take a break so we watch, it's nine episodes you watch three 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 and by the end of that first block of three we're like what's going on here yeah like where are they they have this fucking bug and they and they slug and they have this new friend <clears throat> And will I, I don't know yeah because yeah, the first season it was so good because it was just sort of this collective plight of fine and and, and the conflict was so uh, identifiable like mm-hmm. the kid's gone gotta find the friend we team up we find the friend 
then like action ensues. Well, you and know? it felt a lot more like the Goonies because in the first, you know, you've got the t- the older kids, but then you've got the o- the younger kids are all grouped together yes. and they're the heroes and they and have to group fighting. together. Yeah. And then the, the conflict between that of like, you kids can't do it. It's like, oh, we can't. So we'll find them and we'll, you know, put on our uh, bandanas and our flashlights and get on our bikes. And it was like E.T. and, you know, but you didn't mind it as much because you felt like it was a really unique take and a sort of original voice. Yeah. And uh, again, I, it, I think it just really suffered from having to, uh, from its own success, you yeah. know? And this this season is, I, I don't know, I, mean, I, guess, I guess people are just going on, like that thing with the, the hoodies at that uh, museum, and they sold like $400,000. Oh yeah, Dustin dinosaur of Minnesota. Like, it's a it's a museum of in, yeah. in Minnesota from the eighties, and I guess that was a real hoodie. Yeah, and so that museum, which is still a functioning museum, printed a bunch of hoodies and T-shirts with of you know from the eighties. Right, and they sold out in minutes. Yep, there's like a wait list, and they made like four hundred thousand well, dollars in good sales. For them. Yeah, that's cool. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, you know, it's great for the museum. Was, whoever made that decision was was genius. on top of yeah. shit. And they're lucky that they did it first and then just have some guy on Etsy doing it. Which or, they would. Which they yeah. probably do. I'm sure there's like, a, I just go to Redbubble. You can probably find that shirt. Right. But it wouldn't be from the actual museum. Right. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just, you know, you keep watching it. And by the end, the last episode was pretty cool. You know, but the last a, episode was cool, and they're all kind of back together again, and they're doing. I mean, but but it's not it, over, of course, right? Or, and it sort of relives the charm of them all sort of fighting together and stuff. Yeah, sure. I kind of feel like the first season was such a standalone thing that maybe yeah. they didn't they plan for the success. That way, yeah, and then sort of moved on, or just gave them a something else. But the, to continue with the upside down, to continue with the same lore and the same but new conflicts i just i wasn't as engaged the whole time i wasn't really like oh another one another one oh it's gonna happen and i don't know where they're gonna go from here yeah it's tough and now people are saying that like give these kids a break like they can't you know give from hollywood i mean and from yeah, the david fame harbour saying david that. harbour said that and people are saying like millie bobby brown you know give her a break she's 13 years old yeah people are like she's all grown up now you know and it's like well no she's 13 yeah and she's <laughs> Let her successful be a kid. yeah man and just i don't know there's a bunch of shit in this season that like the whole that whole like uh, 11 episode was kind of pointless yeah and there's an episode where she goes off to find her mother and off to find this sister and yeah. it's all focused on that and it, it didn't go i mean it ended with nothing like there's no it sort of started where it began and then she just is back going back to uh, i guess it was for town. her to explore her dark side of her power and like she learn new things the right side yeah. doesn't, whatever but it wasn't very interesting that's for no sure. and it didn't really amount to much because she just ends up back i guess she learned stuff about herself from her sister in arms or whatever yeah. but all together it's just like wow that's a whole episode that whole thing yeah now there's only two episodes left well what the fuck i know you know that episode stunk well and they left us hanging to go to that episode from yeah, right. the demi dogs coming up out of the gate. Yes, and that's then, like a Walking Dead movie. Yeah, it was where, a Walking Dead movie. Where it's like they show you what's happening in the in the current, and then they go and do this whole backtrack thing. And you're like, wait, what? When are we getting back to like? Yeah. It was like when they did the terror thing. 
Yeah. Like when she goes off to that Oceanside thing and left us hanging, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah similar. It's, Walking Dead's done that so many times. So many I can't times. even count. I know. But yeah, I was kind of bummed that Stranger Things did that move where it's like, well, leave this storyline hanging for now and now go watch Eleven fucking dress up like uh, John Cusack from Say Anything for an hour. Yeah. And put on makeup and be like told to like kill. That's what that group does. They just go around killing. It was kind of funny. And they live like homeless hermits, but they're super cool 80s people. Yeah. But they just pile in a van like Scooby-Doo, but they're out to just murder people. Yeah, <laughs> it's like some yeah, murder yeah. van. I don't know. That group was kind of whack. <laughs> that whole sequence was kind of jive. Yeah, I agree. And the acting wasn't as good with that group. Well, here's the thing, too. that The Too casting is inconsistent in this season. Like, the, all, not all the actors are very good. Like... I like the idea, sort of, I guess, of the Max character because it's sort of like it. You can see why they did it to have the one girl. And give but it like the, a, another female right. character. But sure. she's not very good. The actor. She's really not that good. Yeah. Not that good. She was at Comic-Con too. And I don't know. I feel like that's sort of, you know, 2D, basically like Raven from Teen Titans Go kind of like mm. teenage, pre-teenage angsty thing. Like she did okay. But it wasn't she's like. just okay. Yeah, yeah. it was okay. You know, whatever. The dude was better. The brother. The brother's very good. Yeah. The brother's very good. And, and it, But it was not that significant. Like, by the time he comes, like, his arc where he's, like, told to, like, change and leave him alone. It's like, he didn't learn anything. Yeah. Well, we'll see. They leave it hanging. Yeah. there's a little backstory there that they get into slightly. He's but it's abused, kind of. Yeah. They both are, of, I guess. I don't or know. Or just him because they're Father's stepsisters. Yeah. yeah. And you don't find that out. And you think it's that. But it's sort of left sort of ambiguous like what the relationship is and why right. he's so protective of her and like then you find out it's that it's like well of course that's it right. why would you leave us hanging that long just to be like yeah that's what it is like yeah, yeah that's that's that it's just abusive a... dad and he's angry because you know he has no one to take his anger out on and he's being bullied by his father right like of course that's what unless you, unless it was something way different than that like they're on the lamb or something i thought maybe that's yeah what it was it, it seemed felt like, a little like they're on the lamb. well it seemed like they didn't even have parents no like it was just the two of them and nobody knew it yet and it was going to be revealed and all of a sudden they have a dad and a mom and yeah just the dad's a fucking asshole and right the daughters the you know of the mother so there's two and then yeah. it's like oh okay so that's all that was yeah after all of that all of that sort of you know yeah ambiguity it didn't amount to that much no no it didn't and I, I don't know it just wasn't as meaningful as the first season I mean no. the first season is gonna stand alone like True Detective season one where it's just like one of the greatest eight hours of television right you know it really is the first season of Stranger Things and the, that's why it made it so popular yeah. it wasn't even at Comic Con last no, year no it wasn't and now and then this season it's at an in hall h so that's yeah. a dramatic dramatic rise and you know and it success. will be again in this season next three summer. yeah if they do it they should wait we already got our press registration for chronic con 2018 that's Jesus. like how that's I mean, how that, ahead doesn't of it feel like it's earlier and earlier like, yeah i mean it's november we just got our press registration for july for july yeah it's wild they're really moving. I mean, it's Between it's demand. Book our hotels, which now. is crazy. Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I wanted to love it like everybody else does or was expecting to, but I did not. I did not. Either. I did not love it uh, unconditionally, and I wasn't going to let the fucking fandom of it just make it excuses for it. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, after you watch it, you're like, yeah, this is quite an undertaking, and it's by the like that last episode, you're like, wow, they were really entertaining and. You know, it's a lot of work, but you can say that about any project, you know, those are like yep. non, 
statements like you know a lot of people worked really hard on this it's like yeah a lot of people were compensated and they had a budget and that's what they do you know and i wanted to love it but i did not love it and i didn't really come around to it that much no someone's saying like oh after you give it a few episodes and then it really starts getting in there and no i I never really came around no i didn't really care about dart i didn't care about you know and will's sick again and or will's you know the freak boy and it was funny that whole thing where it's like that's what made uh, when a writer sort of get mad, like, nobody calls my son a freak on a yeah, camcorder yeah. during <laughs> Halloween. I'm going to go back and watch this and get really upset. And right. now I have a new mission yeah. to like get back at those masked teenagers. I like, can't figure out with Winona Ryder if she's just really playing the kooky mom or she, I mean, cause she's a little kooky herself now. I mean, I really liked her in the nineties when she was big. She and, was the biggest, but then she had that weird thing where she shoplifted and she was kind of kooky. Yeah. She was kind of kooky. I don't think she could have, should have gotten kicked out of the industry, which basically she, her career kind of died for several years as a result of Many that, years. which is insane. Considering, considering what, got, I, uh, what people have, what comes out with. now, what's coming up now. Well, and it was a clear, clear case of she's, she had to go to court. I think she yeah, got she probation. Did. Yeah, she seemed like more of a person who is struggling, not financially, yeah, like it was mentally. Very sexist, frankly, the way she was like demonized versus someone like Charlie Sheen or whoever. Yeah, exactly. Or Downey Jr. Yeah, like who was a, a freaking crazy drug addict. And, and same with uh, who was the other was, one you just said, Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, a, I mean uh, it was obscene that she got. Just, you know, dumped just buried. Like yeah, that. yeah. It was pretty, pretty bad actually. Instead of being like, "Oh, this woman needs help," and yeah, it was fucked up what she did. Nobody got hurt. She didn't fucking rape anybody. She didn't like sell drugs to children no, or she just like beat her spouse. It's like, yeah, she bought, took, took something. Some stuff at Saks and like, got okay. caught on camera. And yeah, it's not okay. You don't want to promote thievery, you know, but, or whatever. But she but didn't. She needed help, so she got. It. And I mean, she's had sort of comebacks over the years, but this is clearly her big comeback. And I mean, I'm happy for her, but she does seem a little. She seems a little kooky. Yeah, a little kooky. A little kooky. I mean, I guess that's the character, but she does, and she's so tiny next to David Harbour. Oh, yeah, Harbor. she's a tiny woman, yeah. He's a, a big man, and like, God, she is tiny. Yep. I'm trying to think of anything else I want to dump on about this. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know. It was, didn't have this, it lost its charm, like, overnight for me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, these are the characters we like, and this is the t- town we like, and we, but, I don't know, just, yeah, thanks for the season. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, we'll see what happens in season three. I guess. Uh, I'm very excited about David Harbour as... Hellboy. Yes. They've already started filming. I know. I when know. When is that coming out? I don't know. Probably end of 2018. That's exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. I like that. Because I'm a huge fan of his. He's the best thing. Yeah, he's awesome. He, and the best thing, too, that came out of this is his... That he's being recognized because he's been around for a long, long time. Long time. He was in freaking Brokeback Mountain. Oh yeah, yeah. He that's plays so the weird. Guy that uh, hits on him. Yes, I know. Well, they're both like the husbands of right, and they go sit outside right. and they have like a little moment. Like you know, I got this cabin up in the yeah. woods. You know, and Jake Gyllenhaal's like, "Hey man, you're not really my tag." <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for the offer. Yeah. yeah, and they're both married and they're both cowboys. Right. Yeah, it was a pretty interesting scene actually. Yeah, it is. And he does a great job. One scene, you know. But he's been lots of stuff over. That's the years. ten years old. That movie, twelve years old, maybe. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's how long it takes. And he's yeah, awesome. go David Harbour. Yeah, go David Harbour. And go Millie Go Bobby. Stranger Things. Go Millie yeah, Bobby, go Brown. Bobby Brown. I'm curious yeah. to see what she'll do next, but I kind of want her to do like a Natalie Portman thing, like go off to college, be 
you know, have your own life, come back to acting. Maybe she will. She's British. And she's 13. She has, yeah. like, I, I kind of feel like she shouldn't do the, like, Haley Steinfeld thing where it's like, I'll just be a pop singer yeah. and, like, just throw away my youth. Might be a fucking, I was in one yeah, of the greatest the movies way. and I was nominated for an ask, Oscar. And now I'm, like, some fucking jive talking. <laughs> jive singer. Yeah, I feel like Millie Bobby Brown should do better. We'll see. Well, well see. on that note, we're going to wrap it up here. Got and Justice as always, League. Yeah, Justice League. Go to our website, thehmcnetwork.com, and for more great podcasts. And They're check great. out the article on They're Stranger great Things. great podcasts. Yeah. Every and, single one. And uh, we'll catch you next time, jerks. See you later, jerks. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha,